Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. This is episode number 11 of the No Words Barred podcast. This is your host, Mo. I'm joined by my great co-host, Chris Mack, over in ATL. How's it going, man? What's going on? What's new? How you living? What's going on? What's going on with you, Mo? Man, um, living all right. It's been it's been pretty wild out here uh, in the city, but uh, I think I'm able to you know be able to get through it. You know, it's just you know it's it's crazy though, right? You know, because we got you know NBA season is still six to eight weeks away, but the NFL is coming up next week or two weeks for that matter, and we just got past a crazy SummerSlam weekend, so I'm like I'm all excited. You know, I'm ready for it to go down, bro. Yeah, we're pretty much in the dog days of summer now. You know, it's kind of like that last lull period before a lot of sports um kicks back up. Movies too, movies too. Like, you know, there's um, you know, even in the music yeah. world, there's some little stuff happening. I mean, you, um, see, you, see, you see the Spider Man trailer? I I love it, man. I a lot the that was packed in that trailer and there's just still so much, so many unknowns, so many questions I have, um, for that. And I mean, I, most of the excitement is based off of just the anticipation of what I expect to wind up seeing. Um, I guess in the next, you know, they normally do like three, you know, previews, trailers or whatever is, you know, before the movie actually comes out. So um, I wouldn't be also surprised to see sometime during the football season that, uh, you know, they put like a trailer out, a new one, but um, because that's Marvel's marketing. Uh, But from like everything that I've seen, love it. Um, I've watched a couple of theory videos (laughs) analyzing uh, some stuff in there. Uh, So, you know, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? And, you know, if anybody that knows Marvel and seen enough of these Marvel movies, and especially the commercials, these trailers, a lot of times they like to do a misdirection on you. Um, they did that for um, uh, the last two Avengers movies, um, you know, Infinity War. And, um, gosh, geez. Uh the last one that was that was out and my mind is just drawing a blank and excuse me, uh, people Endgame? listening to me. Yes, Endgame. Endgame? Gosh, um yeah. yeah, no, yeah, yeah, it was those two. And you know, I remember vividly in those commercials what we saw didn't necessarily end up, you know, happening either the way they kind of edited in the commercial certain parts, or they're just they just changed something up completely about that one specific little scene that's that you saw in the commercial and then you watch the movie and like wait a second they were in a different place in the commercial um but we we just don't know um i think one of also the the biggest theories um with this specific spider-man movie is what becomes of the old avengers tower um in in manhattan and I've seen theories of the the building was bought out. Could have been Oscorp <laughs> that bought the building out. Um, it could have been, you know, was it a Professor Reed, Richard Reed, you know, from Fantastic Four? Maybe he built out 
uh, uh, brought out the building. Um, so, you know, there's so many different theories and stuff like that, and they, and they're cool. Like I, I like hearing about them because, you know, if you throw enough theories out there, one of them is going to have to wind up hitting. <laughs> you know, and of course, there's always that popular theory about Mephisto um, being the villain in in this or being shown as a villain coming up for the Doctor Strange movie next year. Um, who knows? Who knows what may become of that? Um, yeah, we really don't know. Uh, honestly, I, um, at this point, they, they got to figure it out soon because I'm not entirely blown away with the direction of the MCU um for the phase four and i still have yet to watch the internal some trailer like i've seen still shots from it all and it looks I'm, good i'm there still i'm like i'm not i'm not i'm not, I'm not excited for it at all all right like, to me it looks I, good. I need to see you know what's the whole purpose of it like it, it probably does look pretty decent but i'm i'm not really drawn in for it whatsoever like i just want to get to the um to, to the spider-man film and lead up to what's going on with Quantumanium and see where it's going on with uh, Doctor Strange and uh, the Multiverse of Madness so we can see how this King, the Conqueror storyline um, goes into play. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be the uh, drawn-out thing in the end, you know, with, with him and his character and see how, you know, all this multiverse stuff comes to play you know even with spider-man like since they're going the multiverse route like what about my man miles like is miles gonna get because he kind of was loosely like we kind of was explained who miles is to childish gambino's character and and uh and the first uh re- the mcu spider-man uh he said he had a son not son he had a uh a nephew uh, named Miles, and well, or if you knew who that character was, that Childish Gambino was in there, in his relation in, in the comics, and who who he is to, to Miles Morales, and then you could kind of you know connect the dots. Um, but I'm yeah, wondering, I don't think you know, we see that character again. So really, <laughs> I'm not even, so? not even going. No, no, I, I, no. Why the fuck do I want to see Childish Gambino as the Prowler? So I mean I don't no, think he's gonna no he's not he's not gonna show up in there like as as Prowler. I'm just saying, like I could care less about Prowler. Uh I just want to see what if they're going to even try to fit something Miles Morales, whether they just name drop or whatever type of hints or clues that he exists. And you know, who knows? Who knows what they may do? Um, that's the only thing that I was referring to. No, I could care less about about Prowers, uh, uh character showing back up again. Like I'm, I'm fine without that. I, to my knowledge, <laughs> he's not childish. Is not even was even a uh, casted in anything regarding this one. So I don't think we need to worry about that. Um, <laughs> but but you know, it, overall though. Uh, you know, with these Marvel movies, um, chances are whichever one comes out, I'm gonna see it in the theaters. You know, I, I'm I, I've noticed now a lot of things are being uh, exclusive. You could only see this movie exclusively in the theaters instead of <laughs> so they don't want to have another Disney Plus issue like with Black Widow. Yeah, yeah, I 
yeah, they, they got to figure that out very fast because I'm um, sure. I'm really, sure. Especially because I'm not trying to go to the theater same time soon. I'm not trying to see Candyman this weekend at all because I'm like I'm not trying to watch it in theaters. I want to watch it via streaming. Like they have something special here where you don't really need movie theaters to really move the needle in terms of like box office sales and streams and generating revenue. Now you could do that through streaming and True. Disney, Disney plus they could definitely do. They definitely have that on lock of at least trying to pay, you know, $30, you know, for people to watch the film. Like, and in terms with the, with the Marvel incident with Scarlet, Witch or with Scarlet Johansson time, excuse me, with Scarlet Johansson and Disney, that was really on her trying to just get what she, you know, get whatever's left off her contract, you know, from a financial point, because they did this shit with Mulan. I don't mm. think they meant to have Mulan come out, you know, do um, Disney Plus. They probably wanted that in years, too. And yet we heard no issue with that at all from any of the talent that was involved with the film process. So it's terms of a Spider-Man you know, with No Way Home dropping in December. Yes, there's still going to be folks that will go out to the theaters to watch it, but there's going to be people that want to just watch it, you know, from the comfort of their home, you know, and and watch it safely. Like, some folks are just, just don't want to be in movie theaters anymore. Well, don't forget you know? Shang-Chi is coming out, product. too. Don't, don't, don't forget about Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. That's coming out. No one gives a fuck people. about Shane Sheet now. What? Come on. No. <laughs> don't do no that. Don't, 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 no. I, don't disrespect my it, man. And like the trailer that. looks good. The trailer looks good. Like, it looks pretty cool, but I mean, no. Like, I, I, I'm i just not interested in that. I wasn't interested in that. I wasn't interested in internals. Like, I really just want to just get by with, you know, the favorites that I know and have them wrap up their storylines and just keep it pushing because I, I'm, I'm just, I am kind of tired of you know the current marvel cinematic universe right now that's but really that's, so i just have no interest in it that's the beauty but that's the beauty of it man it's like i mean i can understand if you want to skip out internals like i am not going to tell you or going to try to convince you to oh no you gotta watch the eternals like i mean i'm gonna watch them because i mean like i I'm a Marvel person, like that's always been my comic stuff. But I mean, f- but for a person, a casual watcher, you know, I guess you would classify yourself. You fall under that category, I guess. Like you know, you you know the characters. No, not really. I just don't give a fuck about them. Well, you are. <laughs> I just you're, don't care. You're, you're a little bit. You're on the lower end of the casual watcher spectrum i guess um you're you're in a category like i really don't give a fuck i'm just gonna watch the ones that i know the characters that i know about and i like and see how the fuck that turns out perfectly fine i'm pretty sure marvel doesn't give a shit either but (laughs) but i know for me i'm gonna watch all of them because i know they all at some point have some type of connections to one another and i mean it's one thing to read the comics and you know and you use your imagination and all that stuff. And, you know, it's like you'd be actually watching a movie itself, but then actually see it in live action. And I understand that the live action version of so many things that are either cartoon or comic related doesn't always equate up to something great. Um, or, you know, there's, 
you're never going to have those people that's going to be feeling 100% satisfied with what they saw. Um, that's, but that's just the comic world in general. Um, DC comic fans, they deal with that shit all the time with their universe. Um, so they, it, it's, it's a lot. It, it's a lot going on. Then my man, then I forgot the, the Daredevil is supposed to be in Spider-Man movie also. Like there is just a lot. I, I can understand why you and, and I'm, 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 a lot of people understandably would be so excited about the Spider-Man movie because there is just a lot of shit that's going on. And plus, who the hell doesn't want to see the other two Spider-Mans, man? If, was, I, it, I, was it confirmed that Matt Murdock is going to be in the movie, though? I don't know. I don't know. Like, yeah, see, there's, so a lot of, like, there's a lot of there's a lot of non-confirmations. It's all smoke and mirrors going on with the movie. I can understand probably um, Tobey Maguire and um, and Andrew being in that as well. Like, it's possibly those two might be in it. Yeah, that's um, the only ones that. That's the only ones. We're trying to that... spoil a whole lot. No, but I don't. I don't like. Where, where will Matt Murdock fit in the film if they're not going to use him as Daredevil? They, they're likely not going to use him at all. Like they're not going to use any of the other defenders. I so, think they're going to just uh, like with with Daredevil. I mean, I think it's just probably one of those things like just a quick, you know, a quick cameo or something like that. I don't know. I don't think he's going to be like doing a lot in the movie. I think it's just going to be one of those things like, you know, he shows up, you know, you see him and you know who he is because they're using the same guy, you know, with the, in, with the, the Daredevil shows that was on Netflix, you know? Um, so I, from my understanding, he's in it. It's just, they haven't officially put, and they're not going to until the last second, you know, I was, that's the tactic they're going to use. But at the end of the day with all the Marvel stuff, um still these next few movies should be pretty damn exciting. Um I'm not all too warm about the uh Hawkeye standalone show on Disney Plus. I could I could deal with that Hawkeye, but I know Wait, why is that dropping. Uh I would think sometime probably within the next month or so, I guess. I, I don't know specifically off the top of my head. I mean I could I could look to see, but um to my knowledge, uh, it's supposed to be coming out November, end of November. Oh, okay. Yeah, November twenty fourth. It says so around Thanksgiving. And of course, did you watch um, Black Widow by any chance? No, no. Okay. That's another movie I was intending to skip. So. Well, it doesn't it doesn't fall into what's going on now. I mean, other than the like the the posting credit posts on credit scene, like the movie yeah, itself, that's the only, like, that's it the only, fit no, into no. the future plans. No, no, the movie was done years too late, and I mean, don't the movie? I liked it. I personally liked it in the beginning. I, I was kind of shitting on it because I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. They doing a Black Widow movie now. Well, like nobody really going to want to see it, but the storyline wasn't bad. I mean, was it a great movie? No, but it was, it definitely went above my expectations. And for what it's worth, it was a good, nice, fun movie that should have been released years ago. It should have been done years ago. It would have been, I believe Black Widow would have done better and it would have been received better if it was done 
years ago before Captain Marvel came out. And, you know, like, and I feel like that's what, and people were clamoring. Well, some people were clamoring for that back then. Um, just like they always been clamoring for another Hulk movie, which I don't think will ever happen. Um, and I, I don't know, I guess after two, they kind of felt, you know, like, all right, we don't need a third one, you know, with, you know, Mike Ruffalo. So, but still with the Black Widow, if they would have done it years ago, much better. But for what it's worth now, I could understand it. I, I'm like, all right, cool. Post credit scene, obviously, you know, that's the main connection to what's going on now. Yeah. So, I mean, if you really seen the post credit scene, then honestly, I know that's really all you need to see to be up to date and know what the fuck is going on and what's to come. Pretty much. Even though it was kind of bullshit that Hawkeye is kind of being blamed for the Tasha's <laughs> death, but it is what it is. And within the realm of the MCU, yeah. <laughs> Not all great decisions. And there's always, there, there, there's certain times where there's like breaks in storylines and, and gaps there. And it's like, wait a second, like that doesn't make sense. So it happens all the time. But, um, but you know, not about the Marvel thing. Um, what was another thing to get, get into before we get into the wrestling stuff? Uh, have you been following the whole Drake and Kanye fiasco the past few days, man? <laughs> yes and no. Like, okay. I, I don't really got too much into the detail with it, but I, I just know that um, that they, they've just been bickering on and off for the better part of the last five years or so. And, you know, Kanye, I think Kanye, what, he sent goons to Drake's house or doxed him or something like that? Uh, no. I, well, what he did, he posted Drake's address on Twitter and then he deleted it real quick. Um, and I guess supposedly Drake wasn't even home because thus the video of him driving and laughing um, from Instagram, uh, I guess it was that same day, but he wasn't nowhere near home anyway. So if somebody would have went over there, they would have been deeply disappointed. Uh, <laughs> but even though Drake's address, his house is publicly listed. It's not like it's a private thing. Like it's out there in the public. Um, but this whole shit is just stupid. They just need to kiss and make up already. Like this is it's both of them have albums coming out. A part of me feels like they're playing hot potato with the album drop soon. The album release. It's like oh yeah. No one wants to drop before the other one. No, it's a dick move. You know, game. they they want to see who makes the first yeah, they want to see who makes the first move. Yeah. You know, yeah. between the two of this dick Richard game because it's like Kanye's not releasing Donda until <laughs> Drake releases Certified Lover Boy or vice versa. Like that that's what I'm getting here. Meanwhile, you know, Kendrick Lamar is oh, yeah. his way to make his return. <laughs> he's yeah, making he's his, leaving uh, grand return. And he's leaving with TDE. A feature first this week. And he's leaving TDE. And I'm like, okay, uh, so I'm like, <laughs> you got all these major heads out here. Listen, man. I always want to take up the rest um, of the year anyway. I got these last quarter to yourselves. So like just drop the shit. Yeah. People are going to play it regardless. And just keep moving on. There's there's, man, what what the fuck they waiting on? Like, especially Kai Kai's, you know, that's just that's just weird, man. The shit that he's doing with his album, it's gonna change every other day. So I'm I might yeah. as well just release it. I can hear it the first time and then hear something different the very next week. 
You know, no one, no I, I don't know what's going on with that. And, and, and with Drake, you know, I don't know what the fuck he's doing. He's been busy, you know, messing around with Amari Bailey's mom and putting money into this overtime elite shit. You know, and I'm like, bro, just just drop your fucking album, bro. Like, I don't even know. Like, you, you don't even have to have a single for it. None of these niggas need to have singles for any of their albums. No, they, they just, just drop this shit. Drop People it, right? it anyway. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And you got jackasses like Justin the LA boy talking about this is gonna be a classic. This is gonna be the greatest album ever. Like shut like shut your toxic joke ass down, bro. I can't stand that motherfucker. I'm sorry. <laughs> I cannot. He makes trash ass quotes that all the all these ladies be posting and stuff reposting too. I'm like, you believe this dude? You hearing this? Listen to this dude? Like this dude is a oh gosh, he's such a writer, that guy. But um but yeah, it, it's just at this point, like you said, whoever wants to decide to blink first, then the other person is going to say all this stuff. Like they're just going to constantly throw jabs at each other. They, we both know they have the ability to make this new song on the fly. They can record something right now, push that one button, put it out there to the world, and go back and forth. We know about Drake and his history with quote unquote beefs, and you know. The whole thing with Pusha T, and like I, I said this um, on Facebook earlier, I'm like, listen, like Drake is a master at the smear campaign shit. Like he's 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 great at it. Yeah. Like I'm giving credit where credit's due. Like dude is pretty damn good at it. He calls himself the petty king for mm-hmm. a reason, and he is the petty king. Like, hey, I'll give him that. <laughs> and the rappers, all these rappers, every single one of them fall for it they fall for it all the time man it's kind of comical but sad at the same time because it's like dude like you see what he he's doing to all these other rappers or all these other artists he gets them riled up and then you know at the end of the day he winds up winning in the end whether it's some type of a a a, a, a truce or whatever the case may be you know and Kanye, on the other hand, man, like he's so Kanye gets so emotional with everything that he does, and I mean, and, and whether you want to classify it as being passionate, emotional, some other shit, um, that's that's up to you to decide. But like, dude, well, like he get he really gets he he really he really lets him get himself riled up pretty quickly and pretty easily. He's always been that way. He, it's almost kind yeah. of the way he's like a gullib- very gullible person, uh, and just Drake just be, you know, he just be dropping the fruit and low hanging the fruit, and Kanye always trying to go for it, man. And like at some point, you gotta be like, yo, you know what? I ain't gonna, I'm above that shit. I ain't gonna do it. But that's the games they both play, man. And you know, it would be funny if they keep on playing this cat and mouse game, and it goes on for years, and they never release these albums. <laughs> <laughs> that that would piss so many people off, you know. But I I can see it with them because they that's just the type of guys that they are. So I'm like, just cut the shit, release the albums, see who gets the most streams. Then that then let the person who got the most streams let they be the shit talker, man. Like it, it's it's really. I mean, no it's going to be Drake regardless. So it, it is going to be Drake. I so, know it's going to be Drake. It's this is not so, Kanye got to understand, which, I, which I'm trying to figure out. I'm like, this this damn battle is just ridiculous. No, nah, right, right. No, but, between but, the two. 
But like, Kanye also it's really a battle between their fans at this point. Yes. You know, Kanye and, and, o- and, no, well, and, I, and I just wanted to so, just preface this. Um I'm a you know, growing up, you know, up to this day, I was a big fan of both. And, you know, now as of late, while I still listen and enjoy their music, you know, their antics overall has been like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I just like I outgrown their shit, and I just but I see still see stands to this day battling and bickering between each other over these two dudes who are you know that have a lot of issues, man. They, they really do. do. <laughs> they they do they do, man. You know, um, you know. But the one thing I said, Kanye got to also understand this is not. This is not 2011 Drake. This is not 2012 Drake. 2021 Drake is way different. He got way more money too. And as much as Kanye been, you know, dealing with his personal demons, hanging out with the Kardashians, all that shit. Um, like he's not, you know, the money. I'm I'm pretty sure he's. He's he's still one of the richest artists in the world. Don't don't get it, you know, don't get me wrong. Um, but man, Drake is Drake is on another atmosphere now these days. And honestly, I never thought I'd, I'd those words would come out of my mouth for the longest uh, I've made it clear that I was a, an anti-Drake person, but after a while the older you get, like you turn you tend to appreciate appreciate um what you're seeing, the greatness is like what we was talking about last week, uh, the last last podcast episode, you know, about people so easy to critique and, and, and just be in the moment and just enjoy greatness as it happening instead of trying to have these debates and, and all these takes and all this other mess. Um, but um, but yeah, you know, it at some point they're they're going they're going to have to release these things, and I swear to God, Kanye better not try to be like. He, Kanye was kind of like he kind of was like a bitch for that for John Pusha T and their whole group the whole group chat thing, but man, if Kanye oh, ever, wow. if yeah 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 man, it, it was wait wait what did I miss what was this it was this year the whole issue you know over the weekend yeah yeah exactly so Drake released a song and he was saying he dropped you know a quick little thing about Kanye's age. Talking about don't do yeah. you, like you don't yeah, do shit yeah, for me. Anyway. Yeah. So Kanye heard it, immediately got on the phone, started texting um all these people, and then it was like a group chat. Um and Drake was in there too. And then he goes and add Pusha T in there. Pusha wasn't even in the group chat, but Kanye manually added Pusha T into the group chat in the conversation so he could see what's going on. And I'm like <laughs> I'm like, wow. dude, 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 dude. <laughs> like, come on, man. I'm like, what's next? You gonna add Hove into it? Like, if you adding Hove into, like, I pray to God he doesn't add Hove into this. I pray to God because, dude, like, this shit has nothing to do with Jay Z. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, Wait, it had nothing to do with Pusher either. For the for no, the most part. no, no. It's like yeah, I think he kind of moved on from that too. So I, I thought so it's too. Like, but it's like Kanye's almost trying to be an enabler, man. I'm like. Come on. Like, don't do it. It's almost like Kanye's like, listen, hey, Pusha, man, he's talking shit about me. Like, and like he's expecting Pusha to be like, who talking shit about you? It's Drake. Oh, add me in that chat. I'm gonna roast him. You know, like it ain't none of that type of shit. 
I'm pretty sure Push is just fine. Yeah, it's like it's like some doing. high school bullshit. Right. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, like this. These niggas are like, like Kanye's like forty. Drake's almost forty. They, 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 they're doing some schoolboy shit. Kanye's forty-four you know, to be exact. Yeah, yeah, they're old as fuck. Yeah, and yet they're they're still doing childish shit, which is incredible. People with money, bro. You know what I mean. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's what it is with niggas with money because I'll be watching Real Housewives all the time and they be doing this petty shit on a constant basis. I'm like, damn. They have all this money and y'all just, just bicker about weird, petty bullshit. Like, goddamn. It never ends. And I'm seeing this here with them, with these two. I'm like, I, I just simply ignore it, man. You know, I'm like, just drop your fucking albums, shut the fuck up, and dude, get away from the spotlight for the time being, okay? <laughs> That's that's all I ask for with these niggas, man. It's all I ask for for a lot of people in a lot of avenues right now. Right. Like I just need y'all to suck the fuck up and just and just do your work. Go on your way. Hey, man. Just gotta wait and see what happens. Gotta wait and see what happens. But um. <clears throat> but yeah, yeah. Um. Dang. What was it? One, one more thing. I'm sorry. One more thing. Um. Shout out to ESPN. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you've heard today uh, about the news of Rachel Nichols um, being. Uh, yeah, yeah, she got dropped. Yeah, the pack is up, man. Yeah, she yeah. Finished out here in these streets. Yeah, man. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not. I will never advocate for advocate for people losing their jobs and whatnot. Even people of the stature of Rachel Nichols, but she got it coming for her. She had it coming for her. Like she had yeah, to know that the, the anvil was going to drop one way or another, so you know, and the jump being canceled too. I mean, so it, it's and the, the moment she was pulled from um pulled from the jump, and yeah. Malika Andrews started hosting it. I, oh yeah, it was, that was just it was all it was a writing on the wall. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, she was going to be done, but can, canceling the jump. You know, in one way, I'll be like, why, why even bother canceling the show? I could just keep it with Malika. Another way is like, well, it initially was Rachel's show. It was, in a way, her creation. Might as well die along with her tenure there at ESPN. And they can start anew with something different. And yep. hopefully that show can still go to Malika. I and a couple of other faces that are beneficial to, you know, working with the content of the NBA. Having better content overall of uh, NBA coverage. So that will be a good start. To do that, you know, with some fresher, unique, diverse voices, head to toe. So, yeah, I'm all for it, man. But as far as race is concerned, yeah, it looks like her time with ESPN is done. Right. It right, has to right. be at this point. Uh, she'll be on Fox in no time. So, more than likely, she, yeah. I see her being a Fox type person anyway. <laughs> Yeah, leave your interpretation for that one. But um but yeah, uh but like I said, you know, a lot of stuff, dull period. But it has not been a dull period in the world of wrestling or sports entertainment. This has been a very uh it's been a very eventful week, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, I don't know where we start off. You know what? Let's start off with what happened first in, in over the course of the past week. Um, unless you've been living under a rock, uh, CM Punk showed up finally 
in AEW um, to a rousing round of applause. Obviously, they were in his hometown of Chicago. Um, and this has been well speculated for the past, I want to say, like a month or two anyway. Or at least it feels like two months. It's probably, actually, it's probably on the second month. But anyway, um, finally showed up, um, did a promo, um, which I personally like the promo for the simple fact that he actually apologized <laughs> to the fans uh, <laughs> and, and about his antics and, and his reluctance to be back into the wrestling ring and he it wasn't a bashing of wwe all he said is that listen last time i pro wrestled was over in ring of honor um and now i'm back with program i know i know i know i know but it's still cap yeah but you know, he his, wants to say that shit. We had the title for four hundred and thirty-four days. So, well, yeah, well, see the way the way I look at it, and it's all about the wording. And I had an argument with somebody the other day about this. It's all about semantics, honestly. Like we know, like wrestling, sports, entertainment doesn't matter where you're at. Ring of Honor, you know, New Japan, uh, AEW, WWE. It doesn't matter. It is, it's it's pro wrestling, and in a sense. There will always be that sports entertainment aspect of it. But I I know what he was doing by saying that. And honestly, the reason why I don't mind it, because there was really no need to name drop Vince. There was no need to name drop the company. There was no need to name drop the owner. Uh, he just went, the point was, it's like, listen, I'm back. I felt like I had disconnected from real pro wrestling uh, as it normally or how it should be, and I'm doing all these in, in air quotations. Uh, and once you go into this, the realm of sports entertainment, regular wrestling just goes down the drain, and you're pretty much a robot and following whatever WWE's way. Uh, but as you had pointed out, the one glaring part about it is like you was – heavyweight champion for 434 days and that's that's no slouch a lot of investment in time um and equity put into him and uh you know at the end of the day i am i'm happy for punk i'm i'm hoping that he excels there he seems to be in a happy place over there and i'm just glad all these cm punk chants could shut the fuck up now the, the, the IWC, the Interworld Wrestling Commission, and, and as as they want to, they really are a commission. I feel like, even though I know, I know it's a community, but yeah. I'm going to call them a commission now because they feel like they could just, you know, control every aspect of what we see on TV. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they can shut the fuck up now. They could be fine. They don't have to do these chants. Focus on. Whatever product you want to focus on, chant for those wrestlers and and just keep it as that. Um, but uh, I, I don't think he's going to make any more promos or anything like that alluding to WWE unless it's, let's say, somebody like Daniel Bryan. And he's like gives like a, hey, breaking the fourth wall moment, you know, talking about, hey, yeah, yeah, we've had many battles in the past. Or and he may put like a wink or something. I don't know. 
this is CM Punk we're talking about. Um, but yeah, I mean, he it, already alluded to Daniel Bryan being on the show um, in his promo too. By the way, uh, he was like, uh, well, because well. he called him, he referenced himself as the best in the world again, and fans start chanting yes. You know, doing the Daniel Bryan yes chant in Houston, yeah. and then he said, "That's somebody else's stick," and I believe you guys need to be patient on that. Something along the lines <laughs> of that, you know, you know, how he worded it. But yeah, he essentially spoiled our, you know, that our tease that Bryan is going to be showing up, you know, soon in um, AEW. More than likely, the New York show. I think every, I think a lot of stuff's going to happen at that New York show. You think um, so? You think they're going to wait that long? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like they're going to have that have that on um, the author ad show around the same time because I think um, I think um, it's going to be on my Super SmackDown in um, Brooklyn around that time too. If I'm not mistaken. They're having so a that, Super I mean, SmackDown uh, that close enough to Survivor Series when it's in back in Brooklyn. Uh, when it comes back in Brooklyn, yeah, it's going to be a uh, Super um, Super SmackDown. So I know that huh. it's like it's going to be. I believe it's um. It's, yeah, I think it's is it an MSG or is it at um Barclays? Nah, it probably is at MSG because I don't think it could be at Barclays yeah. because I don't think they're gonna because typically if they're doing Survivor Series at Barclays, you know how they normally do with those big events, you know the big four events, and they normally have it at the same arena the night after. So. That's why it, it'll be I, on September. It's gonna be on September the tenth. It's on September September tenth, man. So, so I think that's that, an that's, MSG. So it's gonna be MSG. Yeah. Yeah. Then, uh, then September. So that's that's what they had it right there. I believe it's still happening. I'm not sure if it, like it's it, it been any um news of it not happening lately. But I believe yeah, but yeah, it's say yeah, it's gonna be folks there happening at uh, Super Super SmackDown. And um, okay. And uh, yeah, a whole lot's gonna be going on there. So I'm expecting a lot of uh, you know big surprises. That's gonna be a very stacked show in itself because you're gonna have Raw and SmackDown superstars on the show as well. Man, they just <laughs> they they really they really ramping up. They're they trying to make up for lost time. That's what sounds like is going on. Um, but I mean, shit, that's <laughs> better for us fans. Yeah, man, got crowds more, back. More, you gotta gotta get going. Yeah, well, at least while the time being, while you can do it, you, know, you gotta gotta get it popping, bro. Right, right. Yeah, you know. So um, we'll see what happens with that. But like I said, overall, you know, I like I I didn't have a problem with Punk's promo like that. But like you said, unless you're really going to be pointing out, like, all right, listen, man, that's kind of bullshit that you stopped pro wrestling and once you left Ring of Honor, like, nah, that's not necessarily true, but. <laughs> But I get it. It fits within the overall message he wanted to put across, though. I just personally felt it was kind of cool for him to be like, listen, I know a lot of you guys were disappointed with my actions and my decisions. Um, and, you know, pretty much said, sorry about that. But I was never going to stay somewhere where, you know, I got sick in the first place. And why would I want to stay there? I mean, he has a point, And I know... Technically, he was working with Fox, which is fair, during, you know. Fair. But uh, yeah, yeah, he was working with Fox like two years ago. Right, so. right, right. So, I mean, I'm happy for the dude. The fans, I'm sorry, and I know we we are fans too, but majority of fans, nah, I'm not happy for them. 
Like I could get two shits about them. But Punk, I'm happy for him though. But um, but yeah. Um, and then I don't think we ever touched on in the past uh, our little prediction about that those uh title matches um between Kristen Christian Cage and uh Kenny Omega. Uh, it seems like you turned out to be correct in the end. Uh, yeah, what well, he's going to win the Impact World Title. Yeah, I figured that he was going to drop it to drop the Impact World Title to him. It was the very first Rampage show, so they mm. had to like set it up and have a big, big moment happen. And you know, Christian, I don't want to consider Christian winning the Impact World Title a big moment, but it was something. They they got a title change out there on the very first in Rampage show, and now he's likely just going to job out on All Out. And um, setting the stage for Paige to return, and um, Adam Page probably getting the title shot with Omega soon, because uh, they're not they're not going to hot shot you know Punk into that um, air, um, scenario right now. No, it's likely going to uh, you know have like a couple of big matches here and there, and then likely get into the title picture next year. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah, so I, I see uh, Adam Page um, coming back after All Out and likely um, challenging Omega for the title and eventually winning it because they've been building, really been setting the stage for him to become like their corners, like not even their cornerstone, but their established homegrown face mm-hmm. uh, in the company. And, you know, it, it's just been a lot of push and pull, um, you know, Obviously, there were some things, you know, due to the pandemic, you know, they, they had to stop, you know, his stop the momentum of him getting a push. And now he recently is taking time off to, to you know, be there for the birth of his child. Okay. So, you know, he's been in and out, but hopefully they can get it right and, um, and put the title on him because I think it's been well deserved. Like, it's been a long time coming for him. And they really need for that company to have established homegrown names, you know, yes. not guys that were, you know, made a name for themselves in WWE or, you know, made a name for themselves in, like, in New Japan. Uh, and, you know, and then they came to AEW or, and, you know, they were a prominent face. But, no, like, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, they were already, like, big names long before AEW became a thing. Adam Page could be, like, the one person that, you know, that actually built himself up into becoming a guy, mm-hmm. you know, due to his time at AEW, you know, and, you know, him being the world champ will be great, but, you know, as time goes on, you know, again, we're, we're seeing this company pick up guys that are well above his name and stardom and likely in talent level too with Punk yeah, uh, coming in, potentially Brian Danielson coming, and, uh, and, you know, they're, it's just like that's just sliding him down the card more if they're not pulling the trigger on him right now. Like if he does not win the title before the end of this year, then I don't know what they, what they could do. You know, as much because as things, it's, it's going to get worse for him. You know, as much as things change, things stay the same. Don't doesn't that sound very similar to another company? An argument a lot of times. <laughs> How, how a lot of people and fans is like, listen, man, like this guy has to win this now because they bring in all these other names and and if they're trying to bring in these high profile names and it's going to just push that person down. It just sounds very, very familiar and similar to how WWE is a lot of times. 
you know, it's like they get a, you know, they get a big free agent person or people and it's like everything is like, here, take this title shot. Here, take this opportunity, this this top of the card and whatnot and or this big money program and you person that's been doing, you know, busting your ass for all these, you know, years and stuff like that, being a quote unquote good soldier. Ah, we know we was going to give you that, but we're going to have to kind of push you down just temporarily, <laughs> temporarily, you know, so we give these other people a shine. At least that's been a very big argument with a lot of people with how WWE sometimes when they bring in um, like people, these wrestlers from other, from either from the indies or whatever organizations that are seen as like a big deal. Um I don't, I'm trying to think. What was the last big acquisition? Or even guys from the past. Or even oh yeah 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 true. Like who was it like there? Who was it like the last big free agent signing? Was AJ they really last big free agent signing for WWE? Yeah, or was it somebody after that? I feel like AJ Styles was like. I feel like AJ Styles was definitely like the more prominent one because as right. soon as he signed, he appeared in Royal Rumble. Like he was streamlined right into the main event scene, like really to the main roster. Yeah. Uh, anyone else? You know, they probably came up in NXT. You know, currently I'll, I will see like Adam Cole's another one, and Adam <laughs> yeah. Cole himself have this little contract situation. All uh, right, but I feel like he's staying anyway, so that doesn't really matter at this point. So he's he's main roster now. So uh, uh, I. I you know, I will say, I still will say it was probably AJ Styles, still. Right, right, uh, right. It brought back, it brought back a lot of guys, like, like guys they brought back, they've been there already, you know, beforehand. Like, mm-hmm. it, I feel like AJ was like still like the big signing that they had, and it turned out to be really well for them because they got a couple of great years out of them. Oh yeah, still doing good, still, still producing, <laughs> producing good matches. Um. Uh, I guess that's a perfect segue to uh, the other big event that happened um, over Saturday over in Vegas, and which well, was some. Well, what was the other one in in, in, in Vegas? It was NXT Takeover. Uh, well, yeah, well, but there was there was another there was a couple of events in Vegas, man. Like that 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 weekend was popping. <laughs> that was a crazy weekend, man. But yeah, the one the one show that really mattered though was SummerSlam for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It was, how many people were they had? Fifty thousand people. Was this fifty one thousand something and something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a lot of fucking bodies here, man. It is. It, it's it's no it's no uh, Caesar Silverdome. <laughs> Or, or you know, it's it's nothing that that late that that amount, but um, or should I say Superdome? My fault. Silverdome is Detroit, the Caesar Superdome, um, you know, but uh, still a lot, fifty one thousand, still a lot of damn people see wrestling. Um, before I go into my review of it, I want I want you to give your review of of the event and you know and whatever stuff you like stuff that annoyed you the most stuff that you thought was the best thing about it i thought it was a good show uh long like really long i think it like it, i'm glad it, it it was on a saturday 
because I, I don't know if I'll be able to sit through it on a Sunday and knowing that I have to go to work the next night. And that shit ended at midnight. Like I, I would have just been too exhausting. Um, but I'm, uh, but it was good. It was still a good show. Um, the whole issue that happened with um Bianca and Becky, you know, it did like it, it took me aback. Like I was surprised by it. Like it, it, it did feel almost deflating in a way. But I got back into the show immediately after the, the Raw Women's Triple Threat. Uh, and then Edge and Rollins just had just had a really great match. It, it, it you know, it just picked up from there, and it, it, it was good again. Like so, overall, it, it was you know, it was fine. Like a lot of you know, big storylines came into play. Had some really good matches. Uh, got some cool moments. Uh, big returns, of course, and um, and really, it's just laying the foundation of what's going to happen towards the end of this year, and and trying to wrap up some things before the impending, you know, it's likely going to be a, another draft coming up to uh, split the brands. So, uh, all in all, I, I was I was fine with the show. Um, and there could have been things that could have been done better, of course, uh, but you know, I'm just. Figure out, see how it goes, uh, because you know this is this is what WWE does. Like it, they 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 try to they'll make they'll try to take make chicken salad out of a lot of chicken shit, and sometimes it'll still be shit, but it will taste a little better than before with some butter on it, and that's what we got with some of the stuff that happened on SummerSlam. <laughs> okay, that's 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 fair. Um, I mean, I thought overall it was. Overall, I thought it was a solid show. Um, I didn't watch it live. I was doing something else that night. Um, but I did eventually watch it um, the next day. Uh, I thought that the Raw Tag Team title match was a great opening match. Um, and the right people won with RK Bro winning. Uh, that I, you can never go wrong. Like Randy Orton, man, it's just... You really can't go wrong with a Randy Orton match now, especially at at, at this point of his career. Um, the dude is just uh, the dude is just very good. Riddle, he's I love his character. Um, <laughs> I, and I could see why sometimes Orton gives him that look. I know it's part of the whole storyline between those two, but yeah, like Riddle is cool. It's, it's, like, that's the, they're great. They're great television, man. It's great yeah. television between those. Yeah, guys. yeah, yeah. Riddle, Riddle is like that type of dude. Like he's cool to be around, love his energy and stuff like that. But can be a little bit annoying, a little bit overbearing at times. But you know, but you, but you, but you fuck with the dude, man. Like, hey, man, like, like you cool, you cool with me. Um, and I, I thought that it was, like I said, overall, I thought it was a very good, you know, little match that they had. Probably only probably lasted like only ten minutes or something like that. Um, so, you know, very good with that. Uh, of course, uh, the, the women's match, um, uh, I never would have, first of all, I, I hated that whole shit anyway. I hated how it turned out. Um, and I, I understand, and I remember when we was talking about it, um, like the day after, and I know you said Becky wasn't in shape and that's fine. I understand that. Um, I don't know, man. It's like, it was just very weird. It was very weird that they were advertising Sasha Banks the whole night, leading even a couple of minutes up to the, the whole week. Right. 
And you mean to tell me this whole time they had no idea that she wasn't going to show up? I, I, that's bullshit. They knew the whole time. Um, I don't know why. And maybe they just felt that it was just lazy. Or they just felt like it was just too late or whatever. Like, why mess up, you know, promoting this match? Like, we're already so deep into it. Um, but it's just, it was just very weird um, how that turned out. And then, you know, Carmella coming out. Like, all right, that's fine. You know, whatever. They've been feuding, you know, and I really don't know what would have been a. I don't think there was a perfect alternative or perfect, you know, second option um, in this because, I mean, yeah, like it, it threw everything out of whack. And, and you know, I personally hope that it wasn't anything that was terrible that was going on that Sasha couldn't make it. Um, but just out of nowhere to just throw Becky out there. You know what? I was fine with Becky showing up, but I the but did not like is this whole way of they did all this talking, you know, she got all crowd cheering, whatever in the case, stuff like that. And um she just goes on the mic, you know, she beats Carmella up. Everybody wants everybody likes that. Sure, no problem. But then just to come out of nowhere and talk about, oh yeah, let's just have a one-on-one, let's, you know, one-on-one match. And then just automatically make it for the title. And I've always said with WWE, WWE don't really give a shit about the fans. It's not about the fans. It's all about stockholders, constituents, those guys. They, they, do, they do stuff for the moment. They're, they like to do shit for moments because moments is what gets eyes onto the product. It what creates big news and whatever. And we know... That WWE, they are horrors for attention in news outlets, media outlets. It's almost like they still have this mindset. They kind of like the the world looks down on wrestling, and like no, it really doesn't. <laughs> like it really doesn't look down on wrestling. If anything, the world either is going to be tuned in, or they just not going to give a shit pertaining to WWE. Um, but to just throw the title on her, and then like one fucking like it, like literally a one punch. One move knocks Bianca down, and, sh- and that's it. Like that was just—that's horrible, man. That's horrible. I don't know who made the call on that. That—that that sounds more. That really does sound like a Vince audible, but <laughs> I don't know who made the call on that shit. Oh, it—it it, it, it was audible of all audibles, man. Like and like I. I really just it's just crazy how it really did happen that way because i i do agree that i wasn't really a fan of how that happened you know and because it, even though it's been a while like just seeing the fact that that she that bianca got squash right despite the fact that it was an underhanded squash like it just came off the heels of like kofi getting destroyed by brock lesnar right. in six seconds but you, you know, know but, but at least with kofi with brock was believable Kofi's, yeah, yeah, in a way it was believable because you know he's destroyed Kofi so many times. I've seen it before. But with this, you know, it just like it, it really did like much much like, you know, with you know Bianca, you know, taking this loss, it caught the fans by surprise too. And it caught everyone by surprise. Oh yeah. <laughs> because, you know, in some ways we knew like we figured that, you know, Becky was gonna make her return sometime around this around this weekend, around this past weekend. Right. And for, you know, for some, you know, post-Summer Slam, that she was going to be back. But, you know, it's just the grand scheme of things. You know, I don't know if it was 
maybe a little too early or, you know, she probably was training because I have seen seen photos and videos of her training, oh, you know, in preparation to come back. But but she clearly still didn't see she was in ring shape because she was struggling to throw Carmella into the steps yeah. <laughs> in that, you know, and watching that, watch that whole segment. So uh, and for them to just put the title back on her. And now, she, likely, she's going to be the heel in this program. Yeah. Uh, it, lo- yeah. it feels like it's going to be something that works. Oh, no, Becky's going to be playing a hell of a heel. Like, she's been ready for this moment. Yeah, uh, the, she it, may it, be, but the fans but, aren't. You know, the, the fans will be soon enough. That's not really all I can tell, tell you about that. Because um, I'm like, she, like, we should also come to know and accept that She's in an open, like not an open, but a very public relationship with Seth Rollins. Right. He's like one of the top heels on that brand. And, it, you know, it's not going to take long for them for their stars to cross. So, you know, it's it, it's pretty inevitable that you're likely was going to get a heel Becky to begin with, whether it was sooner or later. So for her uh, to come in, you know, play the heel in the role, it's going to help out Bianca in the long run. Because that's the only really top face that they have for the women's division on SmackDown. Right. And she's going to be right there in a title program with her. So um, I'm disappointed at how it turned out, you know, how how she had to lose her title. But right. she's going to get it back in it. She will. So I'm like, I'm, I'm just like, she's going to get it back. So she's going to be fine, you know, with that. And she will be fine. It's just that. It's just rough how it all transpired. And, you know, there's been, it, it, it shouldn't have been went that way it no. shouldn't have happened had to have had to happen but in in retrospect you have to also consider like where the fuck was sasha in this whole process i don't know you know because none of this would have happened if you know if she was able to you know work this match and she was able to show up which she apparently she didn't so uh, you know uh. we have to ask questions about that and you know and you know they're not even making mentions of there whatsoever right now Right. So, so that situation itself is murky. Considering that you know if we're looking at Becky going to be the heel, you know, and and now, you know, it's just it's just it's just she's the best person available really to work with Bianca, you know, because she's already she's beaten you know Bailey's hurt, Sasha's MIA, Charlotte's currently on Raw right now as so uh, the Raw uh, Women's we'll, we'll get to that so, in a second. Yeah, so you know, so now you just have you know we have Becky. Like that's really it. That's all you have. So I will find out what will happen on um, you know, what we can see on Friday, mm-hmm. how they will develop you know this storyline going forward. But right, yeah, you know, it's all it's just questions, man. You know, just gotta let it. You know, just gotta let it ride. Yeah, and it's funny you mentioned Charlotte. Um. She regained the women's Raw's women's championship for I feel like the ten thousandth time. Um, here's my thing about Charlotte. I actually like Charlotte. I do, and I I really do like a character. And I really feel like this version of Charlotte that's going on now, ever since she came back from her injury, um, she's been actually been putting out solid matches. Not to say that she hasn't been before, but. Like, she really has been hitting, she's been in a real groove, you know, the past, you know, couple of months or so. But, my gosh, you know, 
I'm I'm a person like sometimes I am perfectly okay with different stuff that's new and different. Now, Nikki Cross being the champion, I was okay with that. I was like, all right, you know, superhero thing. Uh, like, you know, you could use it. It, it. it could be a good marketing person, whatever, and what and whatnot. Um, then you had Rhea Ripley, who, you know, when she had the title, you know, it wasn't anything memorable. But, you know, I didn't think they was going to put the title back on her. But I really would have thought they would have just kept the belt on Nikki. I don't know. That's just my my personal feeling. And I just feel like a lot of times, man, they just, when it comes up to whatever show that Charlotte is on, that women's division, it's just like, the, it just always, it always feels like the, 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 the one solution that they feel that just never fails is put the belt on Charlotte. But if you're going to keep the belt, if you, if Charlotte was going to get the belt this back this quickly, I feel like they should have just kept the belt on her. I mean, when Nikki cashed in the money in the bank, like, I know why, like, that's the alert of money, money in the bank. Like, it can happen, you cash it on any time, cash the person, the champion, in his most vulnerable state. Perfectly you get that. Uh but yeah, I mean, I figured know, that too. But it's still Charlotte, man. I, I know that, man. I know it's still Charlotte, but I'm just tired, man. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. Like she's gonna what? At this point, she could. <laughs> she's gonna lose the title at Survivor Series. Then she's gonna regain it back, probably the whatever show after that. You know, the December show, and it's just she's gonna wind up. Let's not let's not be crazy about this now. Like the end game in all this is her to become the seventeen time women's champion. Like that's going to be yeah. the, that's that's the goal in the end. We all know it. It's inevitable. It's now if you really want a fun debate is who gets the number seventeen first, her or John Cena. But <laughs> I still say it's going to be her getting to seventeen before he does. Um. Because, you know, well, I mean, she just she's an, uh, more active on the shows and in the rings than John is. But we all know the power John ha- has, too. But it's just, for me, it's just exhausted. It's just, I'm just exhausted seeing Charlotte's champion. And maybe they feel as if whoever is trying to, you know, dethrone the queen, um, that is a much more, you know, enjoyable storyline than having her chasing the champion even though she's a heel i mean i get the basic dynamics of wrestling 101 have a baby face chase the heel champion you know and then once the 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 baby face good person overcomes the obstacles or whatever you know creates a big you know fairy tale story in the end i get it i just don't mind when something is done different for once uh but that's WWE's tried and tested formula. Um, that, that'll never change. Even no matter how much I pissed off I may be about something. Um, but, I mean, I, I get their logic. I just wasn't a big fan of really big surprise about it. But, uh, she'll do fine. They need more people on Raw, though. They need the, the, the crop of talent overall for the women's division on collectively on both shows. Isn't all that great, um, but you know you had put out the other day also. It was like overall the talent level on these main shows, 
well, at least Raw specifically, like it just seems like it's just it's a dud. Raw is fucking piss poor. It's a it's a barren wasteland right now. Uh, not a, not a barren I feel like um, wasteland. Nah, nah, not a barren core wasteland. Even though he's been phenomenal, uh, awesome late with his awesome. boy gimmick, love he's it. He's just been so good. Uh, I would say, uh, really, they 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 need more they need more heels in the main event and mid card scene for the men, and they they definitely just need more women. Yeah, raw like. Right. At least SmackDown. SmackDown has Tony Storm and Shawsi and Tegan Knox. Like that's like they have young call ups that are came in and they're gonna probably do really well, you know, on that division. You know, Naomi has yet to make her return on the brand. You know, you got still got Liv Morgan, Carmella, Selena, Bianca, of course, and Becky. Right. If you know, if she decides to come to work, Sasha. And Bailey, when she gets back, you know, from um, her injury, like you now SmackDown's good. It's mm-hmm. Raw that has its issues. Like I, there's not that many, you know, women like in that I feel like that are very believable in the title scene. Because right now you have Charlotte and Alexa Bliss going to have a program right now. Yeah, that should be all right, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I think <laughs> um, it, but, uh, it, I think it's interesting because especially with this version of Alexa Bliss, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, it's. I don't. I, I'm. It's I'm somewhat, a little bit. It's somewhat different for Charlotte, even right. though it still has her in the title picture. Yeah, yeah, but they've been also been building up Alexa Bliss's character, this version of it for for a good while. So I know about two Bliss. Oh well, excuse me. My my Amazon my my thing just started talking out of nowhere. So uh interrupted. Um, (laughs) but uh but yeah it 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 is something fresh in the sense that this version of alexa bliss is different and it it gives off an intimidating vibe and we never really seen charlotte have to deal with this contrast of of her character and a person of alexa's uh caliber with with this version of her so i'm intrigued by it it's interested to see where that goes um, but yes, you said, man, um, just overall, it's just nothing on, on raw. Maybe when Bailey, when she gets healthy and she back, maybe she'll turn, go back to raw. Cause I mean, I think SmackDown pretty much got it handled now, unless there's going to be a couple of more NXT call-ups. I don't know. Um, I don't at this rate with the whole rebranding of NXT in a couple of weeks. I mean, I may understand, I could see, I guess, who knows from there, from their women's division show up in there. I don't know. Maybe, um, you know, what's her face? Uh, maybe Ember Moon gets another shot. I don't know. You know, <laughs> like, like she's, I don't know if she's injured again or what. I haven't seen her on TV. I, on, cause she, what was, she, was she on SmackDown when she's on NXT? Cause sometimes I'd be losing track, man. She's on NXT right now, but okay. uh, yeah, she, she hasn't been on TV for a couple of weeks. So, right. Right. So yeah, I don't, and it's very unlikely she's ever going to get called up again. So nah, yeah, that's, that's a shame. It's a shame. Cause they need, they just need bodies on raw right now. Like it's just, it's just very, very, very empty over there with, with that division. But, um, but I said the other matches, SummerSlam, I'm trying to just get by the other ones quickly before we go to the main event one. Um, I'm very happy that Damian Priest is the new U.S. champion. Um, I think it was a pretty 
it was a pretty nice match between him and Sheamus. Um, I didn't, I, I, I had nothing to say bad about it. You know, I, I liked it, and I think it was a good move that they put the belt on him. Um, I admittedly skipped the Drew McIntyre match. Um, I had no interest in seeing that. I'll, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just not interested in you know, like how many three man band. Former three man band. Uh, I feel. I feel. I feel. I feel like a lot of uh, folks tune out in that match. Um, yeah. Especially considering it happened immediately after the Bianca um, um, segment. Oh and, yeah. Uh, but it, it served its purpose. It's a cool down match because yeah, people started get back in the show right after that match. So it, you know, it drew one. So it was no harm, no foul. Nah, nah. So you know, so it's all good from there. You know, and then um. I'm glad <laughs> uh the I'll say this that that Lashley and Goldberg match. <laughs> uh I mean Lashley had to win that match. There was no way possible could I ever envision yeah. Goldberg even getting a, a little tease of winning that title. Um but uh <laughs> he has the most unbelievable and I don't mean that in a good way, um threatened Threat to kill somebody, Goldberg. Um, after uh, Lashley had put put his son in in the full Nelson, uh, yeah that that was that was a little bit weird. I know where that's heading to. Um, it sounds like because don't they got another Crown Jewel event coming up soon over in Saudi Arabia? I, I think they do. I, I think they I, do. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm unsure that I believe that's going to be the match for that. I'm not. I'm not I don't know I if they're going so. to face each other. It, it might be a little too soon for them to do a rematch for Extreme Rules. So, which is why you know I think they they have uh, this little four way program going on between Drew and Sheamus and Damian Priest with um, with Lashley. So I guess something's going to happen with that for the time being. But yeah, I think uh, Goldberg and Lashley might happen for their um, Saudi Arabia event if that if that happens. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see but, that. Uh, happening. But yeah, but. But for 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 a minute, you know, watching that match, um, you know, I thought I thought Goldberg blew his knee out for real, uh, because uh, I was like, damn, he looks like he's getting old, um, and this is it, like he should not be in the ring anymore, up until the point where he, up when Lashley had his son in the hurt lock, and I was like, oh, okay, I see where this is going, <laughs> but yeah. I was, but the crowd. And myself popped so hard when Lashley beat that kid's ass. I was, I was like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, we was waiting for it. We was like, man, it's uh, about time. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, definitely. It was about time that he finally had that happen. I was like, man, you know. And but it, it, but this 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 whole title reign overall, Flashley, it hasn't been all that impressive aside from the Drew matchups. No, but and he really he hasn't have, been given. Not though he had the he, he he doesn't he, he doesn't give a lot either. That's the point mm-hmm. because he has some cool like you will have like some good stuff like he has some good stuff with Kofi earlier, but his matches aren't all that great. Like he would just beat the fuck out of people, but it's not like a good looking beatdown. It's not really great to watch at all. But that's it doesn't really treat me at all. You know, as it, it's. But as champion, you should have good matches, especially as WWE champion. You should. Like, and, that, and for um and for Drew's case, he had great matches. So, but he couldn't have the same thing going on with um with the opponents too, because like I said, he hasn't been given much. He doesn't get a lot either. 
all that shit's going to Roman. So, right. <laughs> so for so for him, he know he, he luckily now you know if whatever they're doing currently with the uh, with the uh, Priest and Sheamus and Drew, you might get another good match out of that. But uh, he, I'm ready for the title to come off of him. But there's there's not that really there's not a lot of options other than Drew McIntyre. No, no, not at all. Um, it, it's just yeah, that that title scene is just. This is very weird beyond, like, so Drew being the uh, contender nonetheless. I don't know. I don't know who who else could possibly um, be an actual legit contender for that title outside of McIntyre. Not unless they want to try a Sheamus thing, but I don't think they want to. I don't, I don't know about I'm very, very cold on that one. Um, I don't know. I don't know that direction that they're going in with that. They... That's a lot of. It's gonna take a lot of uh, effort and selling, for sure. But I don't know. I think Lashley hasn't. Lashley hasn't been a bad champion. It's just like you said. You know, um, it, it's like meh. Okay, you know, you know. I watch it. You don't know. You you may see a a complete beat down, or you may see an actual match, and which is crazy because it's not like the dude can't not actually wrestle. It's just. His character is, is kind of limited in the sense that he just beats people down. <laughs> I mean, he is a natural. His character is a natural heel. I mean, that's the type heels like you. That's what they're supposed to really do. Beat just go in the ring and start beating the living shit out of whoever is a challenger for their title. It's a very simple and and logical. Uh, presentation of him as a champion but at some point it's like there has to be some entertaining aspect of it and that's the one thing that hasn't really been there outside like you said that one you know his match with drew uh especially at mania you know um it's just been kind of just eh, shrug your shoulders um but hey who knows maybe you lose it at survivor series to somebody i i I just have no idea who it could be. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other matches, important matches. Oh, well, we knew that the Usos was going to wind up re- re- regaining those titles um, to keep with the bloodline uh, storyline going on with, with Roman. So I had no doubts that they were um, going to retain, but it was still a fun match, though. Um, they do have good chemistry with Ray and the son. Um, so, you know, but I think at some point it's kind of reached its end because I feel like we've seen enough variations of all four of them wrestling each other. So, um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see on SmackDown, you know, what's going to be, who's going to be their next main challengers as far as the Usos are concerned. Uh, do you think, who do you think is going to be the challenge? There's not much. Right, there's not a lot, <laughs> really. Uh, I can't, I can't, I can't think of many tag teams right now that uh, will stand out aside from the Street Profits. But ah. they still have their own issues going on from Alpha Academy. Like that's the that's the only match that they're really like been straying away from since uh-huh. Jimmy has returned from injury is uh, them and the Street Profits going against each other. I think they face each other at least once. I think once, since his return, right. but they haven't really. I don't really think they um 
had any um, long-term matchups with them. But yeah, the, the tag team scene too is is very bad between yeah. Raw and SmackDown. So they got they got to figure something out with that. They, I mean, they got time. They they can always. I I don't know what team is like. I I don't know if there's any team that has been injured and they've been kind of just took them off TV completely. Um, you know, I, I I don't I really don't know. I don't know who else they could um slot in that that place. It's gonna be intriguing and interesting to see how that winds up working out. Um, but uh, you know what? Let's. Let's let's dive right into man into that main event. What did you think of that main event, man? Great match. Uh really, really solid old school style match there between Cena and Roman. Um mm-hmm. I I liked I really like uh, the desperation that Cena was doing at first, you know, getting with the roll up pins early to try to, you know, just get the win. And then, you know, as the match progressed, Roman his, himself is also, you know, starting to get more desperate, trying to, you know, put away Cena with his big moves. Cena's doing, you know, he hit him with FU and then a super FU. And really, that spot, when he hit the super FU, like, from the top rope, yeah. I thought that was it. I, personally, I, was like, I was like, yo, this is it. Like, he really got, because, you know, no one's kicked out from that. And when Roman kicked out, I was like, oh, wow. That, that, that was a, a great, great um Near finish, uh, but uh, but it was it was a really good match. Uh, happy that um that you know Roman was able to retain. Uh, it looks like Cena's going to be away for for the time being again, but that just uh gives way for Brock Lesnar to return, and that uh, was yeah. awesome. Uh, it got the whole <laughs> Goro um ponytail going. He's looking like the Shokan King now, and, and now now it looks like it's going to be some type of. It looks like it's going to be some type of tug of war between Roman and Brock with Paul Heyman. Uh, even though Heyman walked out with Roman at the end to close out the show, uh, it, it's definitely going to um, be like you know the layer building up to their match and whatever that match will happen. We don't know if it's going to happen the next week or not. But um, but yeah, Brock is back and um and you know SmackDown SmackDown's a stacked roster man compared to Raw like Raw. Doesn't have anything. It doesn't have a lot, really, to, to you know, lead on by. But SmackDown, you know, you have Brock and Roman. You still got Edge and Rollins wrapping up. Uh, Becky's back as champion. And you got her and Bianca in the program. Like, there's so much going on. And there's so much going on in that show. Yet Raw is like, it, it just needs all the help it can get. But they still got RK, bro, which is cool. But. I know it's just it's it's really interesting. SmackDown was good, uh, and um, hopefully, I hope Brock can keep that look um, going forward. Uh, he, he might might have to uh, cut it, you know, by match time, but he should keep. You know, I really like that uh, super Viking look that he's got going on for himself. So, yeah, uh, and Roman, you know, Roman, he's like I don't see him dropping the title anytime soon. So this is just it's just like going to be another. Another um, notch on his belt because he's another mountain that he has to climb. You know, because at, at this moment, it looks like he's beating all his previous demons. And now, it's only going to get tougher from here on out. Now, you had mentioned it, and that's the other match I forgot to mention. Uh, Edge and Seth Rollins, before I say my piece about the main event match, 
First of all, the match won me over once Edge came out in the brood music with the Ring of Fire. That was all I needed to see. For me, I knew Edge was going to win the match. Even if he didn't win the match, Edge won the match to me based off of just that entrance alone. Like, <laughs> to this day, I will I will go toe-to-toe with anybody, and I will die man, on the hill. That was an awesome entrance, man. I, I will die on the hill that the brood has won, if not the greatest entrance music and, like, entrance and just the whole scenery, just the whole look at the entrance. It's the most badass, craziest, great yes. entrances ever. It is so great. Like that entrance is awesome. And it then, can and never then, die. Then he did the um, he did the uh, bloodbath the week before, which on right. Rollins when and he had the the white suit on. That was just so that was just so dope to seeing that happen. And and I, I really hope they they can uh, get some brood merch coming out soon because yes. I like how the writings are on um on um, Edge's jacket when he made his entrance. So yes. hopefully they can continue that going forward. Definitely, definitely. But I marked out and got hyped so quickly. Once they started, once that music started to play, man, I was just like, yes, <laughs> I'm in my, I'm in my living room, just rocking left to right to the music, man. Like that's, that's just awesome. Badass music. Oh, uh, shout out to Gangrel, man. Like that, that's, that's pure gold. Uh, now, Back to the, the, the main event match. Um, I thought it was a great match. It had, like you said, it had an old school feel to it, old school vibe to it. And the, the amount of desperation, as you pointed out, I saw that too. And, you know, Cena was doing everything he can to fall into this whole thing, the one, two, three, uh, you know, off of that promo from a couple of weeks ago, uh, trying to get that done as quickly as possible. But it's just, it was just a very rough physical excuse me, rough physical match that like it, it was a very, it was a very Cena-esque match, but, and I meant that in a great way though, because man, like the chemistry both of those guys have, like there's some real chemistry there and it just, oh, yeah. man, I wish, I, I want to say, I wish we could have more matches like that, but then if we had more matches of them like that, like it, I don't know. Part of me would think it kind of takes away from how great this specific one was, and I don't want anything to be taken away from that. So for me, this was their best match. We know, we know Cena is game. When it comes up to big money, big time situations, Cena he's going to come through, one way or another. A lot of times it's up to the other sure. person that he's facing. You know whether they're going to match you know, what he's putting out there. And Roman, the type of, the role that he has been on, you know, in the past year, I mean, it's amazing. Leaps and bounds. And, man, you know what the part I loved about the match with Roman is when Cena was down and Roman was looking right in the camera, like, I'm going to beat this dude's ass. Pretty much like, I'm going to beat this dude's (laughs) ass. And ain't anything anybody can do about it. I tried to tell this guy I was going to beat his ass, and look what's going to happen. He's asking for it. I tried to be nice, but now I got to really beat his ass in front of all y'all. I, I just, and his, just how he looked into the camera, it was just like he was just having a, or looking, he was like he was just looking at us, telling this shit. Like, I I absolutely loved it. I I cannot stress enough how much I, I enjoy this version of Roman Reigns. This is it has been, and the great, and the great thing about it is that it's been received so greatly by the fans. Like the fans haven't been like 
assholes towards it. Like, oh, well, let's go ahead and chill for Roman. Like, no, they actually boo him. And they have no problem booing him. And they love to boo this version of it, of his his character. I absolutely love it. Um, I knew he was going to wind up winning um, because, like, nah, like, Cena wasn't just going to come in and, and just win the title. Um, the ending, as you ha- as you put out there, uh, with Brock Lesnar, first of all, when I saw Brock Lesnar, I was like, wow. Like, he looked like, um, let me, let me think here. It was a hybrid of Dean Ambrose and, and, and Bray Wyatt. Like I looked like, I looked at him and I said like, that's Dean Wyatt right there. That's not Brock Lesnar, how he was looking and came in there, Roman backs off being a chicken shit heel, heel one-on-one, you know, they made Brock a baby face now. Which I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> this is the last thing we... Like, it was one thing that they went back to the breaking glass just in case. And I don't care what anybody tells me. They brought him out. Like, Becky's thing may have... She may have been meant to come out around this time anyway. But Brock Lesnar? Nah. I think that was a last second audible. To And, and I'm going to go ahead and say it. And like, yeah, Vince did this shit because of the whole CM Punk thing. Like, he had to have something that was a big of a moment a surprise factor or whatever um to match that i don't care what anybody tells me vince has been doing this stuff for way longer than me wait, wait, what are you talking alive. about well what you say when lesnar came out at the end and to no, me no brock was definitely coming out bro really you like, think that, so the cm Punk has brock doesn't give a fuck about AEW. i'm not saying <laughs> brock does, does. like this is this was definitely this was definitely in line. Come on, because Brock coming in to to be a part of uh to be a part of the Roman feud, it makes sense. Like, of I course mean, he was going to show up. For like it. that was bound to show up. Like we we knew, we knew Brock was coming back. I mean, we've like, been that asking was bound for to happen. We've been asking for it for the longest. So, and, you know I mean, and, and they like, very CM Punk has nothing to do whatsoever with him. Like the punk, the punk return had nothing to do with you know Brock coming out whatsoever. That was going to be happening regardless, you know. So for that, for 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 that in its own instance, I'm like, you, you I'm can't sorry. really be upset with that. No, no, no. I'm not upset with Brock coming back per se. What I'm saying is the timing of him coming back. It's very. It just comes off looking very interesting, and I don't know for a fact that if they were really going to bring him out at the end of this match or if it was something that he was going to come back maybe a couple of weeks from now, maybe at Extreme Rules, I don't know. It's just the the, the, the timing of it because you can't tell me. And I know you, first. I know Vince, Vince doesn't care about AEW in, in that sense that he is fearful or frightful of them. No, not at all. But... You can't tell me the pettiness inside him. And Vince don't he doesn't he relishes any type of moment that he could try to take eyes off somewhere else and put it on his product. That's all I'm saying. And it's been no nobody knew that when Punk was where, going to where, show where, up. Where were the eyes at on a Saturday night though? It was all going to be on SummerSlam regardless. So I, well, I, he was going to have eyes on the product anyway. I mean, yeah, he was, but it's just still the time. Like I said the timing of it. I thought it was very interesting. For all I know, in the end, it could have been the plan the whole time. But 
we've always been kind of talking about Lesnar coming back the whole time while he while Paul Heyman has been aligning himself with with Roman Reigns. Like everybody been asking and waiting, like, oh man, when is that gonna happen? Because obviously the conflict of interest with Paul Heyman. We know that. It's just that for a while, it didn't look like that shit was going to happen because it didn't seem like they were very interested in doing that. I don't know. Maybe it could have been something on Brock's end. Who knows? Money. I, I don't know the, the, the those specifics of it. All I'm just saying is just the timing of uh, it's interesting. 50,000 people in Las Vegas? I, I think that's the reason why he would be back. Why the fuck would he be back during the goddamn Thunderdome era? Like, that's the same reason why John Cena came back. You know, it's the same reason why, you know, you have a lot of these stars coming back around this time because it's going to do it in front of a live crowd. Like, there was no use of having Brock Lesnar around when, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. It was better off for him to just stay at home. No, they're very protective so of Lesnar. Back right now, it makes, yes, extremely. So it made, it made the most sense why he would be, you know, on his way back around this time period. You know, especially after a big four big or should I say a big five pay per view now, because they're going to be having money in the bank in this same arena next year during so, July fourth like, weekend. During July fourth weekend, which is which is pretty crazy, ridiculous. But so now it just goes to show how how much they put in you know, put an effort into money in the bank being taken as seriously as the other big four pay per views now. It's the new king of the ring. Basically. Because, I mean, the king of the ring technically was, wasn't was a quote-unquote big event, I guess. You know, well, he had SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, and, you know, Survivor Series. But king of the ring wasn't, I guess, initially a, 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 a quote-unquote big pay-per-view, even though it had significant importance in creative direction of you know whoever wind up winning the tournament yeah so you know it's i i, I love it from that aspect i i have no problem with that if they want to make money and bank the the big fifth big five um event i'm all for it i think it's a great idea honestly i mean the, the way they have invested in into that whole concept for the past you know several years like yeah by all means it got its own pay-per-view might as well make it a a big time thing now. So I'm all for it. I mean, at the end of the day, hey, Lesnar being a baby face in this situation, it's a very intriguing situation and I and I love it. Um, don't get me wrong at the end, despite my little criticism there. But um I think what they're they're tr- what I will <laughs> what I kind of envision what they can do with Roman Reigns' character to make him even more of a bigger threat and or or bigger dickhead to the people, whatever, whichever way. Like, wouldn't it be interesting is that his title reign, and they kind of, and I don't know if you listened to the commentary in the match that well, but they kind of alluded to the fact that, oh, you know, Roman Reigns has beaten this Hall of Famer and this Hall of Famer, a certain amount of Hall of Famers throughout his whole year-long title reign. And, and it had me thinking for a second. I'm like, wouldn't it be interesting that he – Beat Cena. We know Cena is a future future Hall of Fame. Extreme Rules. He beats. Let's say he beats Brock Lesnar, future Hall of Famer. Sets up to a certain somebody that's 
been hypothesized and talk about coming back at Survivor Series back in New York City uh, for the longest, and which we know is The Rock. And that's the big money thing. People always been kind of wondering about when is that going to ever happen, that, that little interaction between Roman and The Rock. Um, I, I don't know what exactly the plans are for Survivor Series. Obviously, it's too far away, but I know that's been the run, running quote rumor, whatever the case is. Um, but I can see that they want to make Roman Reigns to be the greatest champion, or they're going to kind of call him the greatest champion of all time because of the fact that he has beaten so many people, all comers, future Hall of Famers. And they have not beaten him one bit. I don't know how he's going to lose the title, but uh, maybe he loses it back to Lesnar. I admit loses to Lesnar. I don't know. But if you want to, like, they've been, the way they've been building him up, like, I can see that. I, I can't see him losing the title anytime soon. But mm-hmm. I definitely do see that, uh, like, a matchup between him and The Rock should be on the horizon for WrestleMania. Oh. I mean, it's it's the biggest match they can have right now, right? So, uh, right. But it's only like it's just got to see if they're able to get that you know off the ground. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, it's just got to make sure the schedules are online, and and if Rock's not only willing to do it, but he'll be able to do it. You know, because even before the pandemic, it was hard for him to get booked on shows, right, or to have a long run. Because, you know, film studios and, you know, and, and producers and showrunners and movie makers, they'd be pissed him getting hurt no, of course. <laughs> in the middle of the film process. Yeah. Right. Right. So, so, uh, so I don't know. Like, I, I, I really would like to see it, though. I'm like, it, it, I can't think of, I can't think of anyone else that could throw him at this time. And, uh, I, and as far as Big E is concerned, who has uh, the money in Big Briefcase, yeah, I see him cashing that in on Lashley. So, you know, Me like, too. if anything, Lashley might, might like, if, if Lashley's going to drop the title, to, uh, it's probably going to be a, a cash in to Biggie. And that'll be his way of coming, coming on to the Raw brand and reuniting with the New Day. New Day, right. Because, you know, you know it's, it's, it's a good way to um, put them back together while they're, um, you know, back on the road. And, you know, and, and plus you likely be WWE champion. And, again, like, Raw desperately needs new faces on the show. Or at least just new bodies or you know folks that can help bolster the mid card meet and scene. So that that will be the best option for them too. And Vicky is just nowhere near the level of Roman right now. You still no. got Finn Balor that's somewhere in the mix too. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Something's got to give eventually. I don't know when was the last time they did like a talent draft. Um, was it earlier this year that they did it, or was it last year? Do you remember? No, no, they they haven't done a draft in quite some time. So this will be this will be the one right here. Um, I figured they're gonna probably going to do the draft from around um, SmackDown, the Super Show, where the Super Show right sometime in like September and October, like post Extreme Rules, they were going to do a draft and um and then try to get the rosters all set up, you know, because like Raw desperately needs like a lot of new talent from NXT and a lot of guys that are are not really doing too much on SmackDown right now, and that could really help out their mid-card. Right, right. So I can see it happening during, like, you know, fall TV season, you know, premiere week, 
you know, they since they like to say, yeah, his like the whatever series season premiere of Monday Night Raw, and I'm like, wait a second, <laughs> like season premiere, come on, but uh, um, yeah, they I can see them saving it for some time around when um the fall TV shows come back and you know to capitalize on Sweeps Week and all that other mess. So it is M- NBC and it's Comcast. So um, I'm pretty sure they want to do whatever they have to do to pull all stops out, you know, um, to to get people to watch for all. So I think, like you said, it's about due for that to happen. And, you know, I'll be interested to see what comes what comes along with that. Um, you know, who gets traded to whichever brand. Um, I would expect a lot less NXT call ups um when that happened but then again i i don't know like that that's so much into the to the 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 black right now gray as far as how what nxt is going to look like in a couple of weeks um at least according to you know the upper management ceos and whatever um of wwe what they were talking about as far as the direction that they want to go in so what we saw in NXT TakeOver may very well have been the last of its kind that we have known for like the past um, five, six years. It isn't the first time they had to rebrand themselves, obviously. Uh, but they probably gonna, things are probably going to look more something similar to maybe before they really – or uh, like at the, the very, very beginning of NXT, right after they had changed from FCW. Yeah. Um I could see them going yeah, back to something like be, that. It's like it's likely gonna be all uh, it's gonna be focused more on trying to develop like new talent. Right. Uh and, and recruiting recruiting athletes, you know, from all over as opposed to just, you know, having a pro wrestling background. Because they, right. they had they did the lane where they went nearly a decade um trying to um, you know cultivate and bring in a lot of, you know, well-known independent names. Yeah. And, you know, for a time it worked. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Like, you know, it it really built NXT into, like, the cult, you know, favorite that it is today. But Mm -hmm. they don't need to do that anymore. AEW's around. Yeah. So now they can just go back to um, doing what they, you know, was doing and and making it what it is and what they keep saying that it is this whole time. It's a developmental brand. Yeah. And they're going yeah. to be treated as such. So it's going to be a developmental brand. And, you know, the people that are there, the talent that's there, they got they, they have to work themselves in, in for three years. If they can't get it done within that time frame, uh, well, it's either, you know, you're going it's either you're going to be in the main roster or you're going to be gone. So so it's just instead of just, you know, hoarding talent as folks like to complain about all this time, yeah. they're just going to keep circumventing and you know, it just rotating rotating whatever they have right now and you know it's only going to be a select few guys that are probably going to be around for a long time but they're likely going to transition them to other roles as opposed to just keeping them on you know on nxt tv for a long time you know yeah yeah they want to develop and you know and be able to create new stars from within you know and you can't fault them for that no because that's what you need to be doing you know especially you know where a promotion that wants to, you know, have their own talent come up from within their own system. Because, you know, a lot of other promotions tend to do that as well. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of professional promotions, I would say, 
will tend to do that as well. And um, I'm looking forward to it because, you know, I saw that video that they did um, last week where or actually when they were in Las Vegas, they did the tryouts. And mm-hmm. the number of the people that they recruited and hired, man, I'm, I'm rooting for them. Most of them are yeah. black. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to fault that. So I'm like, yo, this is cool. This is an interesting opportunity just to see what they can do. Yeah and, yeah, and and see if they could develop, you know, coming from different backgrounds, because we we've seen it, we've seen it before, we've seen this success many in times, Reginald. many times, right? Reginald, Reginald, right now, yeah, but that nigga was a fucking <laughs> circus Soleil who was a former Crip. He's a motherfucking twenty four seven champion, and he's one of the more entertaining aspects on the Raw show right now. Oh yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it, it definitely can happen for sure, definitely. And um, I'm looking forward to see what they could do. We've seen if if you really think about it, even with you know, you look at the guys you mentioned Biggie, you look at Steph Rollins, you know, those guys. I remember they, Roman and you know and, and and Ambrose. I mean, yeah, you know, those guys they started at that that transition point when FCW was going into NXT. You know, these guys were still relatively new knowledge wise to anybody, you know, at least to people that were watching the product like that as far as you know they 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 wasn't household names obviously but they were but they was there well if you was fortunate enough to watch that because there was a time where you couldn't really watch fcw like that because it was only available down in florida or if you was or however you was able to watch the show you know even in the beginning of the first maybe couple of few episodes of nxt um like it was like that. You had to be in Florida or somewhere that you could catch the show. And if you were lucky to catch it, fine, before the network came about. And then they finally were showing it on the network. And then that allowed to open eyes. But, I mean, it, it's it's a smart idea. It doesn't hurt. You know, if you're going to do something like that, NXT is the place that you it makes sense to do a rebrand. You know, or a little refresh after every, you know, few years or whatnot. And like I said, they they'll come up with with people. They'll make stars again. Um, the, the the amount of the the talent that they'll have from all different aspects of the world and you know sports, entertainment, whatever the case is, um, they'll do just fine. And they'll they'll find they they're they're in good hands um, with that. Now I'm pretty sure, and they got great trainers too. You know, and back back there, I mean, well known work like good workers. You know, um, the one person, good worker, that doesn't get enough credit, and I don't think it. I don't know if many people even really watched him a lot, especially in WCW. One guy was uh, Norman Smiley. Loved the dude. I I loved the dude when when he was in WCW. Um, oh yeah, and, Norman Smiley was great, man. Big yeah, player. man. Very right, <laughs> right, right. But it, it, it's it, having guys like that, and 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 women too. You know these agents and, and these trainers, um, they, they, these are workhorses, you know, a guy that I wish that, you know, I know he has his own school. Um, uh, and, and he, I mean, always loved Lance storm when he, whether he was in WCW, ECW, even his work in the beginning with WWE before, you know, they kind of made him a comedic, you know, relief person. And, um, people like that, you always need those type of people. So, in that aspect, they'll be just fine with re- replenishing the roster from the ground, from the bottom, and then moving upwards. So they'll be in good hands, and they'll be all right. But 
it, it's looking very um, promising overall to see where everything is heading towards, um, you know, this last quarter of the year. Oh, uh, man, it's a wild ride, man. And uh, so far, so good. I'm just very happy that um, that this Roman Reigns, my predictions are bits and pieces of it is just it comes true and it's just it's just a beautiful thing to see um but hey let's let's see what happens man with with extreme rules uh next month and and what comes of that um but and but the close is show off man um you know what what uh what do you think is going to happen for you in the NFL, man? I know the season starts in a couple of weeks, as you said, but what do you think is going to happen with that, man? Eight, eight and one for the Cowboys. What? What? What was that record again? <laughs> eight, eight and one. They played eight? seventeen games, right? Yes, they do. <laughs> eight, eight, eight and one. Eight, eight and one. <laughs> That's right. We're going to, we got, we have to get one of the, we got to get one of those records, man. Like one of them is going to have to be some, something wild as hell with one of them being a draw. So it's like eight eighty one. that one game is just, it's like a deciding factor of whether they will make the playoffs or not. And because of a damn draw, it screwed them over. That was the tie break. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think the Cowboys will do better. I don't think they'll be eight, eight and one. I don't think they'll even get a tie. I think, yeah. I think, I think they'll be fine, but I don't really care. You know, it's, it's not likely that I'm going to watch many games this season during the NFL uh, because I just don't. Uh, I, I just don't really have the time to. And I'm always watching other sports around that time, too. So, right, right, right. I, I might watch I might watch the opener on Thursday. Okay. I think it's going to be on Peacock. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm not too sure, man. Or at least catch the highlights to it. I have a feeling I have a feeling that we're, we might have a couple of NFL games on Peacock. So. Yeah, yeah, that's it seems. That could be a direction I can see them going because you know they they love and that's their baby now. That's their crown jewel, Peacock for NBC. Um, but yeah, you know I think football season should be very interesting. I kind of I'm excited about that. Um, of course, my Giants. Everybody been talking shit about my Giants, but I I believe that we will be the ones that. Um, we'll probably be eight and nine. I can see eight and nine. Uh, record for the Giants. Um, I have high aspirations that they'll get into the playoffs as a wild card. People keep on trying to down downplay our defense. Um, I know everybody wants to joke about the offense because I mean, really, you know, this is this is a new unit now. Now that we now that we got Galloway, um, but I'm telling you, man, Saquon is that's the key. Everybody want to look at Daniel Jones, but Saquon is the key. If Saquon can be Saquon. Daniel Jones is going to have so much and more healthy. freedom. Yes, and, and healthy. He's he will play in Week mm-hmm. One, um, and I, I think that's going to wind up being the key. Um, the whole division is going to be funny. Uh, the Redskins are going to be the Redskins. Oh, my fault, not Redskins. Washington football team. They may be the Red Dogs or Red Wolves, should I say. Um, I think that's what I've heard they may change their name to. I hope that's the case because the other names. Red Wolves. Red Wolves. Red Wolves actually might be pretty not, 
Red I Wolves think, won't be that bad. I mean, just no. call them the Wolves after that. You know, that's that's it. Just, they, no, I, no, it won't be that bad. You just just, just call them the Wolves just a shorthand. Like you know, you right. can just go get away with that pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. So they'll be, they'll be straight. Yeah. I think that's the name that they should go with anyway. Um, the Eagles are always going to be the Eagles, which is either going to be a mess or it's going to piss one of our teams off because they need to fucking lose and they don't want to lose and or you know some some dumb shit that they do that <laughs> that makes one of us mad. Um, but at the end of the day, um, see how Pat Mahomes and Tom Brady have, you know, how that goes, uh, Deshaun Watson. I know that whole thing that's been going on with the, um, the allegations. Apparently there was like a breakthrough in that the lawyer put out text messages from one of the, the ladies there and, um, doesn't look good for the, for the accuser. That's for sure. Um, but we're going to wait and see. See what happens, man. I feel like I'm forgetting something, but whatever it is I'm forgetting probably isn't that dang important anyway that for it to be not in the forefront of my mind. Um, you know, uh, just everybody out there, just be safe. Stay safe um, regardless of what your views or your opinions regarding this, um, you know, COVID stuff out there. Um, kids, uh, you know, uh, praying for a lot of kids out there. That still have to go through this stuff. Um, it's it's a uh, we're not out the woods by any means, um, but by all means, protect yourself as much as possible. Um, if you don't have the vaccine, that's fine. Just be safe. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. The same shit that they've been preaching to everybody since since day one. You know, um, but but other than that, man, like I just. Just waiting to, you know, finish out the rest of this month, this summer, before sports starts to take up 98% of my life. And <laughs> and hopefully uh, I could go to a sporting event soon. I'm still kind of leery about it. Um, probably I'll see if I could be able to muster up enough money or something like that to go to a Yankees and Mets Subway Series game in a couple of weeks while I'm in New York. So, um, but uh, other than that, Chris, you got anything else you want to put out there before we end this? I need motherfuckers to get vaccinated, for real, because too many people are dying out here. Like, I want them to go and get themselves masked up. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Wash your ass, for sure. Yes. For real, man. If you got, if you have, you know, if you have the chance to, the opportunity to go and get vaccinated, for real. Um, This is a serious issue. It's and FDA approved. Want, you know, people to get it. Yes, yes. The Pfizer, the Pfizer vaccine, vaccine is FDA approved. I am a proud member of the Pfizer family myself. So I'm looking forward to getting my booster shot whenever that becomes available sometime in the winter. Uh, but yeah, man. Um, yes, just go and just stay safe. Don't be a dumbass. Please just like just go out there and and try to be better for the fellow mankind, fellow human being, all that good stuff. Yes. Also, um, RIP to Aaliyah. Uh, it's the 20th anniversary of her passing. Um, yes. And as you know, the, uh, their, her discography or, you know, uh, Barry Hankerson uh, in Black Realm, you know, they're, they're re-releasing or releasing, you know, her discography along with um, a bunch of other um, Black Realm record um, projects uh, throughout the month of September and October. Uh, um, as much as I really like one to listen to these projects, I still do. Um, I mean, I'm listening to them. It, it just kind of sucks the whole process of the situation mm-hmm. because uh, while you know Hankerson and and 
at BlackRock are receiving revenue from these streams, you know, like uh, the Halton, um, Aaliyah's family, you know, their, their, their estate is not receiving a dime. And that, that's kind of fucked up. Very. So, you know, there's got to be a way that, you know, we could try, uh, especially for like Aaliyah fans and, you know, and uh, Timberland Magoo fans, you know, whoever, they should try to uh, at least try to, you know, get something out there for the family. Um, But other than that, man, um, yeah, it's all good. Like, I'm good to go, bro. Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, uh, until the next episode, um, you have a good Labor Day, man. Enjoy, you know, whatever you're doing that during that time. Likewise, man. Yeah, we'll do, man. Uh, got an Art Noise show going to on the 5th. Um, you know, just these next uh, few weeks, man, I'm just sitting around just doing some stuff I had to put off to the side during the, most of the summer, so... Trying to catch up, um, yeah. but uh, trying to do whatever I can before, like I said, sports ramps back up because once once fall comes, my Yankees will be in the playoffs, and that's going to be watching. And then, obviously, football on Sundays and or Thursdays or Mondays, you know, watching that. And then hockey season comes back. So I, it, it's round around the corner. The great, great stuff is coming around the corner, man. Um uh, uh, of course, with everything, um, thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, I know we went a little bit longer than usual, but we wanted to get a lot of that wrestling stuff out the way since it was a big, uh, big, big week for that. Um, once again, on uh, Twitter, find me Mo underscore B underscore Knowing. You can find Chris rappers or actors. Um, sure. You know, anytime anybody that's listening, that's how you'll reach us. We got, you know, No Words Bardcast Instagram page up. Uh, and just keep, uh, just keep, thank you for the support. Keep on going. Shout out to the people listening all over Europe. <laughs> There's a per- apparently somebody's listening to Brussels. So, um, in Brussels. Oh, wow. Belgium. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, man, we international. Man. over here, man. We, we international. Whoever's listening, thank you over there. Maybe I don't know. I don't know who, man. But uh, we're going great. Numbers are looking great. Looking forward to a lot of great things happening uh, very soon. So, till next time, be safe, people. Gangrel, you are a godsend for and Jim Johnson too for 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 that, <laughs> for that approved music. Oh my gosh. Well, anyway, take care, everybody.